Hey yo, Mike, check one two one two. It's DJ D Nice, and I'm rocking with Double E in a Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Kirsten Cheers, the multi-hyphenist, social media strategist, Memphis native, South Memphian, and I am with your girl, Ina Esco, on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Memphis native Nikki Chanel has worked in the cosmetics and beauty industry for 20 years. Having started her career by accident at Hamilton Place Mall in Chattanooga, Tennessee, she has been blessed with a chance to work for some of the largest brands and celebrities. After spending several years working for other cosmetic companies, Nikki decided to create a business, combining her love for beauty, color, and training. Face Girl by Nikki Chanel was born. Face Girl by Nikki Chanel provides full-service concierge cosmetic and beauty services, mentors upcoming makeup artists and beauty entrepreneurs, provides in-store product training for major cosmetic brands, and does branding and event management for other creative small businesses in the Metro Memphis area. Face Girl Brands LLC is the parent company of Face Girl by Nikki Chanel, Team Teen, a peer mentoring and skills training group, Flawless by Face Girl, a customized shade range of foundations, and most recently, Bluff City Hair Legends, a unique platform highlighting the legendary talent with the Mid-South hair industry. Verbally Effective, Ina Esco in the building. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Verbally Effective podcast. Today I have with me one of my good friends that has been in the beauty industry for over 20 years doing her thing. I'm talking about Face Girl. That would be Nikki Chanel. What's up, pretty lady? Hey, Ina. How are you? I'm doing. How are you? I am wonderful on this Thursday. You know, I remember when I first met you, lady. Do you remember? It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I have the memory of a fruit fly, so I remember like pieces. I think we were, (laughs) look, we were on Bill Street, and it was when. was it the Gibson guitar then? Yeah. I think Tamiko introduced yep. us. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. That was a long time Man. ago. Yes. But I was following you on social media, <laughs> and I knew you was beating these folks' face left and I right. Knew a something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Celebrity clientele doing your <laughs> thing. How long, you, how long exactly have you been in the business? For exactly 22 years. 22 Exactly. Years. I've had my business for 20 years, but I've been doing makeup for exact, actually, 23. Wow. 23 years. That is awesome. My entire adult You are life. considered an expert. Did I guess? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. are. I am. No. <laughs> face girl, it. face girl, brands in the building. Okay, so Nikki, we're going to start from the beginning, though. Okay. Um, are you originally from Memphis? I am born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, I grew up in Westwood. Westwood. More specifically in the Doubletree area. Okay. Um, that's where my grandma's house was. That's where I always was unless I was with my dad in North Memphis. So I, I basically say I'm a real nice combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitehaven graduate. Okay. Period. Whitehaven. That's it. That's all. That matters. <laughs> the end. Um, the. The. Whitehaven. That's why you said like they said when they give us our awards. Whitehaven. Oh, that's how they yeah, say. Yeah, they put the mm on the W. It's so <laughs> necessary. And yeah, Memphis is home. I haven't always lived here, but Memphis is definitely home. I am a Memphis girl. Okay. Through and through. So while you were, uh, you know, growing up, attending school, what type of activities were you involved in? I was one of those kids that 
was always doing stuff. Like my mom had me in everything and it was a whole lot of trial and error mm-hmm. until she figured out the one thing that stuck. So I did piano lessons and wow. I ran track and the thing that I did that I loved the most was I danced. I was a majorette but I also did like ballet, jazz and tap and lyrical wow. and modern and street and Look at you. Yeah, I did all that stuff which led me to the makeup down the line. Okay. But because it was the only thing that I never was like one day for practice. Mom, I'm tired. Or I don't feel well. Because mm-hmm. the one time you tell my mom you want to do something that she paying for, mm-hmm. you're not going no more. So that was mm-hmm. that on everything else. The one day I said I didn't feel like going, but dance stuck. So I did that all my life until I literally couldn't do it competitively or professionally anymore. I didn't have the knees for it anymore. What? Yeah, that messed up in college. And I just, I had to find another creative outlet. And mm-hmm. it just kind of logically went to makeup but I was also in the right place at the right time okay so going to college at UT Chat you're 45 minutes from Atlanta and that was the beginnings of the Dungeon family yes you know Erica Badu Mm -hmm. and I mean everybody was filtering through there so everybody was kind of passing by Mm -hmm. Chattanooga and any two days we didn't have something to do at school we're in Atlanta okay so I was able to kind of get my feet wet doing the grunt work that people don't want to do now. Mm-hmm. I carried the bags and cleaned the brushes and, you know, brought cheese trays from craft services and embarrassed <laughs> myself in front of Big Gip and all that kind of stuff just mm-hmm. to see what they did right. on set. But it all started, I always say it always started as a majorette, as a Doubletree doll in Westwood. That's how oh, I got wow. here, period. That is literally how I got here. Are you still on that dance floor? Like when when I see you at love, you you gonna <laughs> shake a will. tail feather? I will shake a tail feather now. Yes. If the right song is playing and the right my favorite DJs I have, you know, that I hold very close that mean a lot to me. <laughs> They'll get so you I on that dance floor. They will floor. they will look at me and be like, Okay, she's here and know mm-hmm. exactly what to do to make me make a complete fool and not act like somebody's forty year old mama. Baby. And I'm okay with that. And it's fun. It's totally like fine. to just, you know, dance and have a good time. You gotta let loose. My son <laughs> is over it. He's come to terms with who his mother is. We're all good here. How old is your son? He will be sixteen this year. Girl, what you gonna do? <sighs> I'm in your boat. My baby gonna be fourteen in July. I don't, I don't know, know what's what going to do. on. <laughs> I don't know what Why to you do? say that? Probably I'm feeling the same. Boys thoughts. are never not hungry. That's and true. men's clothes are 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 set is shirt pants it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what season it is it's shirt and pants so they very rarely go on sale mm-hmm. so you, you you're <laughs> fighting with these unbelievable growth spurts and the fact that there is a bottomless pit a garbage disposal in your house i don't ask hey, if i call hungry. my son a garbage disposal. you just you just cook but who paying for all these damn chicken mama wings? is oh Mama. You know how much lip gloss it requires to feed a 16-year-old boy that runs track? Girl, I already know. Just prayer and... and Is he going through that little phase? Like, you know, he's not your baby anymore. He doesn't, like, maybe communicate like he used to. That's what I'm He is. Yeah, he doesn't communicate the same way, but he he dotes over me. Mm -hmm. Because he... Like, I have, like, some little health issue stuff, and he's always very tentative of you know mom okay look mom Mm -hmm. okay like last year when we were done with prom season he basically came downstairs was like okay look you need to go to bed and i don't have to ever hear the word prom again got Mm -hmm. it 
I said, you know what? You're right. Because mm-hmm. I was broke down and he saw the whole, like he was right there through the whole process and he was he was over it. He came with water and juice and snacks. And he's like, okay, go to bed. They, they at prom, you good. Aww. So he does that, but he's not going to volunteer a lot of information. Not about no girls. No, 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 I know no. he ain't talking about them girls. Like he, he talking about one. He got his favorite. Oh, he got a favorite. He had. He got. I like her. She's oh, cute. you met her. Oh, yeah, they the same. They have this little crew that they've had since like maybe like sixth grade, mm-hmm. and it has evolved to one of them is his girlfriend. So I already knew her. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was gonna be another girl in the crew. Girl, so they will like, surprise you. I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. So. Wow. Yeah, but he's a good kid. I was really, I, I've been very blessed, and he's a very good kid. Mm-hmm. Good that guy. is wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so thinking about what you just said um, regarding uh, you were a UT chat, and that is when you kind of broke into the beauty industry. Yeah. Um, I did some research on the beauty industry, and, and it said that, like, in 2018, the global cosmetic product market was valued at $532 billion dollars. And it's expected to re- reach $863 billion by 2024. I mean, that's a lot of money. That is more dollars than there are people. Okay. On God's green earth. <laughs> yes. If you gave everybody $1, you would still have many, many billions left over. Baby. I can't do everybody's makeup. Is, do you ever feel like you're struggling with turning clients down or, you know, I, I know it's a busy industry. It's a very saturated market, yeah. but you have really kind of set your, your brand out. And everybody knows Nikki Chanel face. People girl. say that, but I don't like, I don't know. Well, okay. So there's, there's two answers to that. I feel like people are always proud of me, but I don't feel like I've done anything. I don't feel like I've done enough, but that's that's probably a response to the social media climate that we have. Mm, okay. So there's that's one thing. And the other thing is I know in reality I have a niche market and I've, my mar- I've managed to take my market with me mm-hmm. for every level. And I'm very thankful because I uh, you wouldn't be working if you're not able to have repeat clientele. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out a way to grow with the industry because nothing stays the same. Nobody mm-hmm. stays the same. Nothing that I'm doing now is exactly like the way I did it 10 years ago at a big brand counter or things like that. So I'm able to grow and learn. But with that comes, I got two hands. Mm-hmm. And don't but one of them do shit. So <laughs> I literally cannot do everybody's makeup. And I was so intent on customer service. Mm-hmm. customer service you you may hear a billion things about nikki and nikki chanel and face girl as a brand but you will never say that i was nasty to anybody that i mistreated anybody that i didn't show up or didn't call or i have missed one appointment mm-hmm. in my life mm. i overslept in over 23 years i missed one mm. and i probably cried harder than she did Wow. And I understood that she, you know, I offered, let me give you this. I do your makeup for free for the rest of the year. I literally overslept and I understood that she was upset. But you have to, you have to, you have to treat people. This is a service industry. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to get their makeup done. Mm-hmm. And people get their hair and nails done on a schedule. They get their makeup done for events. If they're not mm-hmm. going or doing, nine times out of ten, they're not calling a makeup artist. So what's the difference in me? And the 9,000 of y'all that got a Coastal Sense palette and some brushes from Marshalls and swear that you about to slay to the gods. So 
it was customer <laughs> service for me. It was right. so I, I believe very, very strongly in treating people well. If I can do it, I'm gonna do it. If I can't, I'm going to say I can't do it up front. I'm not gonna take your money mm-hmm. and then come back and say, Oh well, the, for what? No, I'm going to say I can't do it, but I know this person that I've mentored, this person that I believe in, this person that I've worked with, call them. And if you can't get them, call me back. Mm-hmm. Customer service. Customer so service. I separate myself, me and my less than 8,000 followers on Instagram. We good. <laughs> we good because I treat people right. Okay. But I still feel like I need to do a lot more. That's probably because your vision is so big and so much you still Huge. feel you got to do. That's a wonderful thing. I'm an Aries. My brain never shuts Six. down, yes. honey. Never. If it's not thinking about my stuff, I'm thinking about people that I care about. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, you should do this with your brand. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you should do this with your brand. Let me help you do that with your brand. So I do a lot of that in That's mentoring. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm blessed. Cause I ain't trying to keep it all to myself. I can't Gotta take help it other all. people. Yeah, you That's can't take it with you. Yes. So now, when you were at UT Chat and you were still getting your dance on, and then what was it that <clears throat> kind of led you into the beauty industry? What ha- I went to UT Chat on a full academic scholarship and a partial dance scholarship. Okay. So I was on the the dance team up there, and the very first, probably the first two weeks that I was on the squad we went to camp. We went to camp at UT Knox. And you know you're not stepping on their floor, on their basketball floor with anything. Mm-hmm. You just not gonna step, you know, it's not UT. UT Knox. Right, not that <laughs> that particular UT. So they had the floor lifted up and underneath the floor is cement. Mm-hmm. And I had a track injury from high school that I treated but never really took care of like I should have. The first what Two days in dance camp, I fell out of a triple turn land on the same knee on the concrete. Oh, Boom. my God. And my doctor was like, look, <laughs> you know what? This knee has had it. You know, y'all train on a competitive level. Your knee can't keep up with it. Mm. So you either going to stop dancing now, or you're going to dance for a few more minutes, and you're not going to walk no more. Mm. We're going to cut your knee off. It's not going to be worth anything. And I was like, okay, good talk. So I stopped dancing, mm. but I happened to be, like I said, I was in the right place at the right time. I happened to be working part-time at Express in the mall. And I had a manager who was a part-time manager at Express, and she was also a part-time manager at the Mac counter mm. in down the hall, same mall. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, you have more time. You know, why don't you apply at Mac? We're looking for some, uh, what did they call it back then? Temporary part-time seasonal mm-hmm. help. I said, okay, it's Mac. This was right when, like, uh, TLC put out that song Unpretty so everybody was talking about Mac in Mac our community was, all of a sudden popping. yeah it was really just yeah. getting like pop within the, the community mm-hmm. not just in television and et cetera and on runways so I applied and they called me back and child they offered me a undergraduate student okay from Memphis mm-hmm. okay $14 an hour to work 12 Memphis? hours a week girl <laughs> you was like okay i said i can work as many hours as y'all need me to wow. so and okay that, mac i see you that mac. started it that's how i got in the beauty industry i never left i was with mac for 14 years after that 14 years i gave them my life wow. i gave them my life did you train up under someone i trained up under fatima noir she's on instagram i've um, heard that name i love fatima i love Fatima could call me right now today and say, hey, come back. Mm -hmm. And she's probably the only person that could get me to come back. The only. Only. (laughs) Um, 
I never got to work because Sam Fine didn't work for the company, but he, he worked for himself. But he did a lot of stuff within the company. Mm-hmm. Never got to work with him, but I did talk to him. And I was a bit flabbergasted because he was a lot. And <laughs> I trained under Romero. People probably don't know him. He's pretty big. But now. you know, it's a lot of characters in Mac now. Oh, yeah. Wherever Mac is, it's going to be some, some oh, yeah. high personality. It it's going to be some flamboyant things oh, yeah. going on. It has changed so much, though. Yeah. And it's funny because we look, I look back at it now and so many things. We had to do all these peace plans and action plans. And they didn't want to listen to us on the ground. They did? And now... They listen. They have no choice mm. because, and I used to say this all the time. No one rules forever. Mm-hmm. Mac was in charge. Mac mm-hmm. was it. You work for Mac, you could write your own check. Mm. Period. But they didn't want to listen to us down there that was making them two and three million dollars at the counters. Mm. They want to listen to us. But now you have no choice because it's coming at you from every angle. Wow. All of these brands, these color pops, and uh, so many of these brands are owned by people. Who were the same senior manager that I was. I believe and they it. did not want to listen to us. I so I'm just sitting back like this. I believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just at one point you just saw like a surge of new makeup companies. And it was after Mac popped. And I will honestly tell you, I I would I would feel comfortable betting that about seventy five percent of the creators of those companies are former Mac people. I believe it. They won't listen to us. They got no choice now. Wow. So did you start developing your clientele? I did. I it, it got a little it got a little away from me before I left. Um because people would just come and they would just not talk to anybody else or you know oh, you don't go good. on vacation. You was doing your thing. When... So I went on maternity leave and I hell broke loose. <laughs> like they, they lost it. And then when I got I had a little incident happen when I worked there. So I was off work for like Six months. What kind of incident? It was a little domestic thing. Okay. You know, every 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 scrapper knows they're gonna take a L sometime, and that was my one. What? It won't happen again. What? Yeah. Okay. But I was gone off work for a while, and they were they were. It it was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little problematic for the team, but I came back and gave them a few more years, and here we are. Wow! With your own face girl brand. Yes. So, what was it that made you launch Face Girl? The company itself, I had no idea. I tell my mentees this all the time. I've I've owned a business a lot longer than I've been in business because I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. No, we. This is Memphis. I'm forty. I just turned forty years old. Yay, forty club. Yay for the forty club. <laughs> but what? So you, I'm sure you can identify with this. We didn't have a whole lot of options that we could see. They, they were tangible in our market. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a nurse, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer. Those are always the big ones. You're going to work at Plow back then. Mm-hmm. You're going to work at FedEx, work your way up. Kellogg's, work your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other companies that? All the James River, you know, mm-hmm. go. That's that's what our parents wanted to see because yeah. they that's what they could see. Mm-hmm. And I had to hustle backwards a lot with my own mom because she was so unsupportive mm-hmm. when – not even after I stepped out completely, but while I was still at Mac. And I was one of the highest paid managers in the Southeast region because I had been there so long I worked up to it. Mm-hmm. I left Mac making money that they managers don't make now wow. still. And that's why they can't get me to come back because I'm much better to be an employee than a competitor, but they ain't want to hear me, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but what made me do it was I was getting so many opportunities within the company. And the company didn't have to pay you anything but what they give you on the 1st and the 15th. Mm-hmm. 
I do not believe in leaving money on the table. I mm-hmm. can't. I come from a huge family. Most of them are very successful. I wanted to live how I saw my big uncles live. I wanted to live how my mom lived. I wanted to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, how can I remove what I'm doing from what they have me do for however many hours a week? And that's how Face Girl, at the time it was Face Girl Inc. Like okay. I-N-K, it was Face Girl Inc. And that's how that was born. Mm-hmm. And then the products came way later because I realized that I had been mixing foundation for 20 years for everybody. Mm-hmm. And people trust me with skin if they don't trust me with anything else. So why not bottle it and sell it? So that's yes. how that happened. And But that just wow. happened in the last, what, two or three years was the product. So. The product. Yeah. So you expanded the business. I did, and I'm about to expand again. It's, girl, keep hey. on doing it because, I mean, as a black woman, it's really good to see women, you know, making a name for themselves and really stepping into this industry it's full difficult. force. It's hard, but I'm I'm very, I'm pretty relentless. So. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> now, as an African American female, what challenges have you faced in this beauty industry? Oh, earlier you're like, on, where do I begin, girl? It was at <laughs> earlier on. It was the exact same issue that. Caucasian women, let me see how to word this. You still hear a lot about people being on set and not know how to not knowing how to do makeup for women of color of any color if they're not their color. Mm. I had to deal with because I live in I worked in what's called a remote market is what they call everything from like Baltimore down till you get to Atlanta or big parts of Florida. It's just it's where there's not a lot of popping. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, Alabama, things like that. So in those kinds of markets, they literally only want to talk to somebody who looks like them. And that's women of color or anything else. So it took me a long time to get white women Mm -hmm. to realize that I was trained by a coalition, the rainbow tribe of people (laughs) like men, women, Black, white, or other, they trained me how to do everything. And at MAC, that's how they used to, you know, they really were proud of that fact. They trained us across the board. Now, there there had to be kind of a skill level that goes with it, but they trained us across the board. So I had to fight that. I mean, we had to all fight that at the counter. And I think now they're fighting it more in reverse. It's more just women of color don't want the non-black artists. But I know some bad white makeup artist baby here period yes i know a couple of bad ones and i mean it's it's everything goes in waves so it'll it'll be one person's time at the bottom to the next person's time at the bottom but that was the main thing was getting people to understand that whoever whoever's chair that you sit in doesn't have to look like you to understand what quality work looks like mm-hmm. i don't have that problem as much now now i have well i feel like i've worked through it but when I first came back home what I was getting a lot of pushback from was really deep complexion women because they've been beat up so bad mm-hmm. they have and they just didn't think unless you were a chocolate girl that you were going to make them not look ashy and I get it mm. and I get one of my mentees right now today the day I met her the first time I did her makeup she had the worst attitude sitting in my chair but when that ass got up she was like I love and you. now I can't get rid of her <laughs> I cannot get rid of her right now 
today. Why she sat in the chair with an attitude? Because she just initially. knew I was gonna make her look like Third Street. She, she just, just knew she know. was gonna be gray. She knew she was gonna be gray, and she got up and she was like, she literally like gasped, and I just stood there. Me and my assistant, both of us, just like this. <laughs> now what? Going on over to get your picture taken. Going wow. on over there, get your picture. And to this day, she I, she texts me, if not every day, every other day. Because I'm her professional mentor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was like a um, a thing with yeah. darker skinned women. Oh, they yeah. they think that the makeup is not is going to look ashy. A lot, of t- a lot of times it's not the makeup artist's fault. It has been that the product didn't exist mm. or the product wasn't readily available. You know, if you can only do like if you don't know color theory as a makeup artist, you are you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Like I have to know how to make whatever because I have two hands. I'm not carrying the entire Lancome counter around with me. You know what I mean? I may very well not have the shade that I need to subtract from this to get that or to add to this to get that. So a lot of it was that the products did not exist or they weren't available in your area. You couldn't get your hands on them. And they have been done a disservice. Mm-hmm. I I think really, really, really deep complexion women have been done a disservice. And I think Asian women have been done a disservice. Mm-hmm. Why do you say Asian women? Same concept. Everybody turns them pink. They not pink. Wow. They not pink. Stop making everybody look Pink. <laughs> no, you need to figure that out. And figure out they color. They right there somebody. in front of it's you. Right. Did you see? I see you. Like I can <laughs> see you. You know she wasn't pink. You know. Wow. But it's gotten better now with like product quality and mm-hmm. accessibility. And thank God for Amazon Prime. Okay. It'll bless you. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's been really. Those are really the issues. What are some of your favorite beauty products, like manufacturers, that you like to use your go tos? I use, okay, my favorite foundation is the one I make, Flawless by Face Girl. Hello. Okay. <laughs> so she start there. <laughs> I wish I could make creams, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the, the space to so do it. So it's a powder. It's a liquid. It's a liquid. It okay. is a liquid, which scares people in the South because everybody think they oily. You're not oily. you sweaty. There's a difference. It's hot. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite liquid foundation is the one I make. I also love a lot of like pro brands like Moran. Mm-hmm. Um, Cryolin stuff you have to get at theatrical stores. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do I love? Cover Effects. Mm-hmm. Cover Effects was basically was created by the same people who created Mac. Okay, but they took out all the yucky stuff. You know mm-hmm. how everybody swear they allergic to Mac? Well, they you they took it out. So mm-hmm. they have that shade range that's really good. Um, I love. I will always love Makeup Forever. I will always. <laughs> <laughs> always, always love makeup forever. Makeup forever. Yeah, and it's a lot of good store brands coming. They coming with it now. L'Oreal, which is Lancome, in case y'all didn't know, they they're coming with it. I didn't it. know that. L'Oreal is the house. They own Lancome, not the wow. other way around. L'Oreal is the island. Is the lady. That's the mama. Okay. And Lancome came after. I didn't even put those two together. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you pay fifty dollars for at the Lancome counter. With L'Oreal. Love Nars. Maybe the secret is out. (laughs) (laughs) I I like a lot. I mean, I like a lot of pieces. There are very very few brands that I absolutely do not like. There may be three or four that I just don't want anything from them, but Mm -hmm. it's probably more brands that I like than ones that I don't. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. You just got to know how to find it. It is. It is. Now, um... When celebrities come in town, they looking for somebody to beat them up. I know you getting hit up left and right. I don't get right. them all. I don't get them you all. You get a lot of I them. I get some of them. I, I actually turned down a lot of them. What? 
Yeah, it every every job is not for you, and because I I feel like I exist in a social space and in reality, I don't have to. I'm blessed that at this stage in my career, I don't have to impress y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't. I don't have to do everybody that comes in because number one, their dollar is valued the exact same as your dollar, mm. and I'm booked. Booked I'm and a, busy. I'm a be booked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be booked. I know how many asses I got to get in a chair in a five-day period to cover my week. Mm-hmm. I always know that and that's how I train. Don't worry about who it is. Worry about that bottom line number. Mm-hmm. How many people at this rate do you need to pay your bills? Mm-hmm. So you go to that number and above. But I don't – celebrities are interesting. That's what I was going to ask they you. They are very like, Are they not like just me sitting in a chair? Some of them. Some of them are. Some of them are and some of them aren't. I have had some odd ass like requests. Certain people won't sit in certain kinds of chairs. The, from the chair? The chair. What? Girl, the chair. What kind of chair they want? They, want a, a, <laughs> they don't want to sit in the director's chair. The director's chair is too high. They can't put their feet up. Mm. They want to sit down below so they can put their feet up. Okay. I've had certain people can't stand to have certain, certain color. Like, everybody has a color that they don't like, but, like, the entirety of the color. Like, any variation. Just don't even want it in the room. In the room? Certain people's husbands want to walk around naked while you're doing their makeup. No! Wait a minute! Now, you know I don't. And this is me. Look, eyes on the prize. I'm just here so I don't get fired. That's it. <laughs> they they can be interesting. And it's, they act like nothing going on. Just like, is, like I'm like, don't doing. you see? I see it. Like, I do you not see it? Because <laughs> I see it. That's crazy. Just, I have, it's, it's, they're interesting. Their attitudes. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. It, the cool thing is when you get somebody who is just dope. Mm-hmm. Who is just. Who's a real dope celebrity? Um, Jessica Dime is always good to me. Jessica, she seems like a real Jessica cool Jessica is, is just really, really chill yeah. with me. If she doesn't like something, she not. She's with me. She's never been bitchy about it. She's like, ooh, can we change this or can we do that? Mm-hmm. It's just on the level. And the other girl who was really, really sweet. Oh, Lord, and her, I just forgot her name. She's from Detroit. She's real pretty. She rap. Oh, Detroit. God. Detroit. Rap. Oh, what is her name? What she rap? What she sing? Ah! Cash Doll. Boom. Her. Cash Doll. I love her. She was okay. so sweet. I like her. And so nice. And then in person, she is, she's pretty to me in pictures. But in person, I was like, girl, mm-hmm. that's just, you're going to have to share that. That's just not. Cash Doll. She's so, she was so sweet. It's so mm-hmm. nice. So nice. But normally they'll, they'll post, hey, I'm in your city. Tag your MUA. Yeah, and I don't have like I said I don't have a lot of followers I, on Instagram at all. But my followers are actual humans, <laughs> not no robots, none of that. So <laughs> they'll you know tag me, and I'll get a few tags or whatever. And but in my the way it usually works for me is because I have worked with celebrities that they know. Mm-hmm. So Cash Doll, I think she knows Kim knows uh, K Michelle. Yeah. So of course they put those things up, but they still gonna ask their home girl. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Nene came in town, she asked Kay. Kay was like, go to Nikki. Just because mm-hmm. you ain't going to be no mess. You're going to be done. It's going to be perfect. Blah, blah, blah. So, a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is because I've been good to people. Even if I haven't done their makeup, I've worked with somebody that they know or they like. And they'll 
it just keeps circling back. Nene it's, Leaks. It's hilarious. I'm, I was trying to it's picture her in the hilarious. chair. hilarious. So she, is, she got the jokes rolling. She <laughs> is, you know what, I haven't, I'm going to say this. She seemed like she's who she is, she is. on TV. It, that seems like that's her. It just is what it is. I don't yeah. know her personally. I've done her makeup one time when she was on her comedy tour. Mm-hmm. And the way she talked was so, it wasn't forced or anything. It was so mm-hmm. fluid. I was like, this is who she is. You know what I mean? That's so I don't, and I need right. to say, because people mad at her about some somebody that got into it on this season of the show. I don't even watch the show. Mm-hmm. She's funny to yeah. me. And she was really, really sweet. Like mm-hmm. she was just, and she was hilarious. I can't stress that enough. She is hilarious and she loves her husband. Okay. Do she? Because oh, yeah. I be wondering. Well, she loved you. <laughs> In person? I yeah. was like, nah, that's that's. She that was great, yeah. crazy, great, great, great. That's what I'm saying. You know, they tried to make it a storyline uh, from this past season. Like, uh, really, when she get with the girls, it's like they was trying to say that she's always having a pity party because Greg has cancer. Mm-hmm. And she would always bring it up. You girls are not here for me. You don't understand what mm-hmm. I'm going through. And it's like she every time she, she made a situation about her. Oh, you know, is she an Aries? We do this. She probably. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know. But I, I think I think like on the reunion it ended off with them separating. This year? Yes. Let's see. Girl, yeah, you me. never know. That you might be a, a look. But they that got divorced like once before and got remarried. It could be a storyline leading up to the next season. You never know. Because one, one thing I do know about working reality TV, the the stories, it, they happen, mm-hmm. but how they start mm-hmm. is not what you see. It's not mm-hmm. always what you see. Yeah. N- not always. They got to create some dialogue around it. It's a TV show. Yeah. And you got 92 producers mm-hmm. who want to have their job next season. Wow. So if one producer says to you and you say to somebody else, then you get back to the other person in the chair, and by then it's not the same way that it came to them, or it's not even a what mess. was actually said, but it's it's a fight. It's wow. a story. It's an argument. So I, I, I take all that stuff now, now that I've actually done a show with a grain of salt. Which show have you done? I did done? K, K. Michelle's show. Really? Had a ball. How was it? Had a ball. <laughs> Ate way too much crappy food. Did you go to Atlanta? I went to Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it was okay. I had a good time. I met a lot of cool people. I met some amazing amazing I met an amazing hairstylist down there who I just absolutely love. Um, but we had a good time. It was it was work. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely had to produce. You had to be where you had to be. Hair and makeup gets blamed for everything. Period. And that's just what it is. How was it somebody doing your makeup and you you do makeup? You didn't want. Oh no 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 no! I'm not on the show. You wasn't okay. I, you them, did I her makeup the for the show. I was uh, I was production. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was on the show twice and I was mad both times because I don't wow. like I don't like being on camera. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I didn't even know I was on camera. Somebody mm-hmm. inboxed me on or said something on my wall on Facebook like I see you in the corner. I was like, damn. Oh, I, I, I got to go and, right. and review. <laughs> and the next time I think there was a fight, there was, because there was a couple of fights. Mm-hmm. And I was like in the, you know how they chop it up for the, the commercials or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I was like a blurb that quick. And I was mad as hell about that. Too. I went to work looking like work. I don't want to be on oh my TV God. show. Mm-mm. So you were, you were on set doing makeup yeah. 4K. Did for you K, do it for other people? Um, uh, P. London, who mm-hmm. I adore. She she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Paris I remember her on the show. Funny. Like, yeah. she don't even be trying. And her sister, not P, uh, uh, Shayla, K's sister. Mm-hmm. So I mostly had P and Shayla, unless Jonathan, who was key makeup, wasn't available. Then I took K. Wow. Yeah. So what? A, how is the industry in Atlanta compared to Memphis? I know it's probably more fast. It's an industry. A lot of things going on in Atlanta. It's an industry. Would you consider going there to stay? Again? No, never. So you've already lived there? I lived there. in Atlanta very briefly, right out of undergrad. Well, I, you know, I pulled a Kanye. Mm-hmm. I decided I was finished. <laughs> and I was down there, and it was, I was a different person then. Atlanta was becoming the place that it is now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live there. I don't. I, it's Too much. Great. It's, I'm tired. I did it. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. How long were you there? Less than a year. Oh, yeah. You was like, oh, no, this is not for me. And I was running back and forth a lot from here to there. I was, like I said, you know, I was, I was a much different person. Well, and, uh, oh, what yeah. Nikki Chanel was doing back then. All of it. All of that, it. All of it. <laughs> Every bit of it. But I survived it. So. You did. And here you we did. are. And look, face girl. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> Now, you know, the, this beauty industry is very saturated. Mm. You know, how you mentioned at the very beginning of the pod is so many people doing makeup mm-hmm. now. What do you think makes your brand stand out from the rest? The customer service, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I beat up on myself a lot. I, I let my clients just, I don't think they do it intentionally, but I have spoiled y'all. <laughs> so I'm just... Maybe too accessible, but I'm very accessible to my clients. Um, and apparently, and, and somebody else told me this. I never really recognized this. Apparently, there wasn't a lane at all for makeup artists in Memphis until there I was? created. What the, was it? I, okay. So, because I made this lane, I can shift when I see fit. So, I, I look for gaps. Mm-hmm. If everybody is doing this, then what's not being done that still needs to go with that? Like, what's the what's the side dishes? And then I start to make those things. And then I go back and say, okay, well, what else am I good at within this? Okay, I'm good at organizing. I'm good at events. Okay, I see color. I see branding a little bit differently because I'm not just doing makeup. I'm going to retire from this. Mm-hmm. So how do I, you know, make that, a business and I just keep making businesses. Yeah. You know, I I'm probably not as organized for my own business as I am for businesses that I work with. Mm-hmm. But I keep <laughs> seeing opportunities. So, you know, if there's a one percent chance of you making a few dollars, I'm gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. And um I put myself I it was accidental, but I put myself in a market for a certain type of clientele. Everybody's not your client. Everybody's not your client. I don't negotiate with kids. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't negotiate with, with anybody about my money. <laughs> period. So, this my fee. Mm-hmm. You call me. This what you gonna pay, or I'm not gonna do it. Bottom line, and and that's it. And so I have a clientele mm-hmm. that sits squarely in that rate, and. And I'm I'm good with that because you know they they go into galas and you know mm. when when uh, Magic Johnson's is in town and when mm. you know CEOs and all this stuff and that that's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Prom for this one person is this one time. Mm-hmm. 
But this woman going with her husband to the heart gala and to the women's center lunch, and mm. she going the same time every year. And who she gonna call? Nikki Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I've that's that how I've managed awesome. to make it work. Yeah. Wow. So you know we've talked a lot about beauty. Let's talk about beauty beyond makeup. Oh. Just you know living a healthy lifestyle. Everything that goes into being beautiful. And I noticed you've lost quite a bit of weight, <laughs> lady. You know you turned forty. You showing out around yeah. here. So tell me about that whole experience. All I knew when I was getting ready to turn forty was that I wanted to look I wanted to feel good Mm -hmm. first of all because I didn't necessarily feel good I was coming out of kind of a weird relationship situation and I feel like I got comfortable and I got chubby Mm -hmm. and not and it happened yeah you you know I was was in love girl I thought I was no I no actually I was but I don't think the other person was well you was but you know how when we be in love we Mm -hmm. be eating we just like girl I cook oh yeah I cooks like I cook. What you be cooking? You name it. I cook it. I don't want to buy nothing. I want to cook it for you and your boo. I was cooking. Gaining yes, that weight. All of that. That love I, weight. Them kids and all of that. And I just did not. I got to a point where I didn't feel good. Mm. You know, I may have looked okay, but I didn't feel well. And I've always, because I danced, I've always been on some form of diet, like most of my life. And I didn't want to go. You know, the crash diet round, and you cut carbs, that's great. It's going to work. You like eat one cracker. Diet. Yeah, and you eat one cracker, and you like, kabloom. It's all, you profess a clump all over again. So I decided I wanted to get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. And a good, good friend of mine has started training. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to Wayne, Wayne Train. Hey, Wayne. And um, so I started going to him, and initially where he was training you had no choice but to lose weight. It was hot as hell. Like you, ju- it was just hot. Like everybody was fine. It was hot, mm-hmm. but the Sweating. just water weight just melting. But then I changed my eating habits again. I didn't eat bad. I was a very picky eater, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't eat much at all because I had food issues from dancing with skinny white girls all my life. Oh. And so I really wasn't eating enough calories. To lose any weight because your body will just hold on to what it has. It's like, okay, we're we're in distress. We're not letting go of any fat because we don't know when you're going to eat again. You know, that kind of stuff. But he just really, really forced my hand. He was like, if you don't eat, I won't train you. Period. Mm. And I was like, even if I had you, I get your money back. Mm. He wasn't playing with you. Okay, so got I got my right. diet right, right, and then I got yeah. on the schedule, and then I started seeing things shuffling, and I was like, Ooh, wait a minute, <laughs> and uh, it worked out it pretty worked. good. Those trainers know what they doing. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. You got to watch them now. <laughs> Some of them want to be pimps. They want to be pimps? What? 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 The, yeah. tra- the trainers. The trainers. You know, remember when there were no trainers? None. It didn't last like Everybody, a big industry. Everybody's a trainer, a makeup they artist. They want to be pimps. Like why do you say that? Nick? They want to. They want to. They want to. You know, get booty with their clients. And mm. Mm. I don't. I, it's a lot of that going. It's on. a lot more than I thought. <laughs> it's a lot because a lot of people call me about my training. They go, girl, because I've been training with so and so, and all he want to do is talk. I would knock Wayne's teeth down his throat. First of all, he would never. What? He so would, unprofessional. It's so so, and it gives it gives your industry 
you know, a bad name. It is, but I know people that cannot find a trainer. My friend girl has been through three trainers, and she's very curvy. She's naturally just a very curvy girl. Mm-hmm. The moment she's one of those people that you're gonna see her when she walk in, jeans and t-shirt, you can't miss it. And she's gone through three trainers because every last one of them has tried her. Dang. So she just wants a female trainer now, and I'm like, I get it, like mm-hmm. I understand it, but so you have to find somebody to guide you because I know what I'm good at. I don't do hair. I don't have no hair for that very reason. It's not what I'm good at. I can't train myself, so I'm glad I found him because I, I feel like it's working out pretty good. Wow. It, you look great, girl. You look great. But, you yeah. know, while you were talking about that, you did bring up you had an eating disorder. Yes. From when you danced and just looking, I guess, you know, looking at the other, what you say, the, the skinny, skinny white, white girls. girls. They, you know, when it that hit me, real. it hit me. Yeah, and it was like, okay, large leotard but small person, you know, because wow. I wasn't super thick but I was much curvier mm-hmm. and it naturally was, it was, yeah and it was hard you know it was it was harder being that person and then I went to college and I'm like okay these are adults it's not gonna be this way and it was the exact same way it was actually worse mm. it was it was much worse when I got to UT chat about uniforms and decency when I'm putting on the same uniform that y'all are putting on it just lay different on me mm-hmm. you know and it was it was hard so I came home I remember coming home from school once and my dad was like we're not gonna do this white folks shit you gonna eat mm-hmm. you must was looking real I was wayfish. and frail I was like like now I can wear a four but it's in a healthy way I was like a zero then a two mm. when I was it was because I was not it was bad and it so was, really it was like your your um coach um, they were mm-hmm. on board with that's how we need you to look. This is how they wanted that me to look. Awful. It was two black girls on the squad. One was a captain. She played by all the rules. Mm-hmm. And then I came. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the difference in she and I was monumental. She was very small, very petite. And that was her natural body shape. And I was, you know, five seven, and been running track and dancing at Whitehaven and one of the best jumpers. So my legs were big. You know, my thighs were huge. My hips didn't sit wide, but I was set, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was all. I mean, I was like, "Why did y'all pick me?" Mm. Apparently, I did well at the trials. You know, I got a whole half a scholarship for this. So clearly, I'm a good dancer. I just don't look like y'all want me to look right. in East Tennessee because yeah. in West Tennessee, we all look the same. This so. is still going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So much is coming out about you know the gymnastics oh. industry. I saw this documentary on I quit Netflix. Quick. So you were in gymnastics? Quit it quickly. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah. nah this, I'm, we're not Those do girls are, like, barely eating. Mm-hmm. And then at this particular documentary, they were going through being sexually abused yep. by the trainers. By the trainers. You know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That was awful. Like, it a was whole systemic. slew of Everybody women. Everybody knew. Everybody, Everybody knew. knew. Mm-hmm. Because women, women don't get protected, and black women get even less. Yes. Why why are women such a enemy of this earth? Why are we treated like this? <sighs> Fragile male egos. Mm. You're su- I mean in the bigger picture, you're supposed to be a, a an addition to a side mm. a side dish mm-hmm. to the state. Girl, please. Right. (laughs) No, no. I bring my own table to the table. I don't have to sit with you. And that's not negating what you can bring to my life, but I'm not going to be a shrinking violet because your ego feels like you're supposed to. Yeah. You know, we can walk side by side, but you can't walk in front of me. Exactly. But it's fragile male ego. 
Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fragile male egos out there in Georgia. Ah, oh, girl. Did you hear yeah. about this new abortion law girl. that has passed? Well, they're saying that abortions <laughs> after six weeks will now be illegal in Georgia as Governor Kemp signs the heartbeat bill. What the hell? Six weeks? Do you even know? You don't if even you're pregnant know. Like you in don't... six weeks? No. That is awful. It's rare, if ever, if you know ahead of that. Number one, why you you why everybody with a penis sitting around decide what the hell? It's all Ooh. look. All Ooh. these men. I've been watching my Twitter timeline all day, and it's a bunch of men. If the women try to interject, they try to shut her down. Like she don't Wait. know what she's talking about. Yes, that's her. That's her. Her body, uh, baby. You don't. That I, I can't believe we're in 2019 still talking about this. It's crazy to me. Now, I can't. Tennessee was trying to do some similar things, I and I think surprised. that they're ready to roll whenever the governor ready to roll. I'm not surprised. My my state and Georgia Georgia is a is a is a good example of it too because Georgia. There's Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then there's the rest of Georgia. There's mm-hmm. Memphis, and then there's the rest of Tennessee. You know, mm-hmm. there's like. Chicago and then you know Illinois. right and it, it, New Orleans and 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 Louisiana yeah. like we should just all just click up and say you know what y'all go ahead mm-hmm. New Orleans and Birmingham and Memphis and we just gonna sit over here and have happy people because y'all want a status quo y'all wanted to mm-hmm. the good old boy network yeah. the difference in Georgia and Tennessee is the good old boy network in Georgia see, I feel like they saw the potential mm-hmm. in loosening the reins on that good old boy network. Yeah, they they definitely loosened it up in Georgia. Tennessee and Memphis for sure back. did not see it. <laughs> no, they not gonna let they not gonna let go of women. They're not gonna let go of women's rights and that amount of power. But they let go of who can get some money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Tennessee won't do that. Mm-hmm. If you think about it in our age group, think about when you were in, it was junior high school, it wasn't middle school. Mm-hmm. When we were in junior high school, <laughs> Memphis and Atlanta were the same one horse town. Yeah. But Atlanta said, wait, y'all making music and people all over the world like it? Mm-hmm. Let them do it. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Memphis said, well, how much are we going to get? Nothing. You ain't making no yeah. music. And here we are. Here and we are. Here we are with this little niche midtown community yeah. of creatives that can't get a leg up unless they know somebody with the right last name. Yeah. Atlanta didn't do that. Atlanta got, got with it. And that's when I left. <laughs> and we, look, <laughs> and, like, and uh-uh. we, we still trying to get with it. But, you know. Um, Girl, it's so hard. It's so sad Yeah, and to Memphis watch. music is like finally getting a little spotlight. Memphis finally. music gets hyped by everybody <laughs> else who has a thriving yes. music scene. Yes. Except Memphis. Except, except the, the let it go, y'all. Like we, Memphis and Atlanta were on the, on a level playing mm-hmm. field up until I was probably 15, 14, 15. And then boom. And then kaboom. Mm. It 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 took off. Memphis won't let it go though. Memphis would rather still have the same damn pothole <laughs> on Elvis Presley <laughs> in front of the second most visited home Speaking in the country pothole. instead of letting somebody brown with some money come in and do something about Memphis it. Memphis is a different city. Memphis is I've a never seen anything di- like and it. You never will again. <laughs> But, girl, back to this abortion law in Georgia. Girl, I also saw that they said that if you have a miscarriage, you can get charged with second-degree murder. What the fuck? How you going to charge me? Right. 
with a crime if my clumsy ass fall. I wake up and fall every day and it ain't but it's just me. It's just clumsy me. So you mean to tell me I done paid my taxes on time. I don't owe y'all no money. I ain't Hello. never stole nothing that you can that you can count self a penny candy, maybe. I, 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 my child go to school on time, clean the, the truancy people ain't got to come to my house, but I fall. You better not have no miscarriage and file. And y'all going to end my whole everything. Second degree murder. This is something y'all thought about. They thought about and they talking about some 99 years in prison. Do you hear me? And who going to pay for that? Because you're going to put my good taxpaying ass in jail. Girl. Who going to pay for it? Who paying, Who buying all this chicken? Who? Girl, this is I'm crazy. Tired. I'm so disheartened <laughs> I'm, by I'm this shit. Um, but it never, it never, I, I'm never truly amazed anymore. Right now, it's and that's just scary. everything is, it, you're insane. right, insane, but the with the things that are not normal are norm, mm-hmm. are normalized now, yeah. you know, especially with Trump being in office. It's like, who would have thought <sighs> Trump would be in office? He's in office, the and Simpsons. we know everything the about Simpsons him. Told it. Look, anybody could do the anything Simpsons at this told point. It. At this point, <laughs> everything that happens now, I'm just like, y'all ain't going to do shit. They not going to do y'all shit. Y'all can stop sending alerts to my phone because y'all ain't going to do shit. So, okay. Girl, they not going to do a damn thing. Nothing. Y'all ain't going to do nothing. But, girl, what's interesting to me um, while we're talking about women's rights and, and females, uh, Wendy Williams, honey. Oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done Wendy's makeup before? No. no. I saw her in person you one time. You didn't see her? Yeah, but I've never done her makeup. No. Was she a lovely lady? Mm-hmm. The girl. Okay. <laughs> so you know Wendy is going through a divorce with her husband, Kevin that. Hunter. He is asking for spousal support, girl. From the lady he cheated on? From Wendy Williams. The woman he cheated on. Yes. The woman he cheated on in the state of, I'm assuming, New Jersey. I know they had a domain in New Jersey. And he want her to pay for that. He wants her to pay spousal support. KK. <laughs> That's not how this works. How does it work, Nikki? If you file for divorce everything falls on you unless you can prove that you had no other alternative and adultery everybody definitely even in states where it's like community property if they can prove that we are getting divorced because this other person stepped outside does he know we can see him we see baby does he know we saw the girlfriend girl this is so interesting to me baby we see you because you know what (laughs) um i've been a fan of wendy for a long time uh she's funny she's funny she's funny she she (laughs) she is quite comical i read her books and of course she never talked bad about her husband but let's Mm -hmm. say charlamagne the god Mm -hmm. in his book he noted how at one point in his life you know they took him in he lived with them Mm -hmm. and he was saying kevin was a monster you know he was very abusive to wendy i don't doubt he was abusive to the staff at the wendy williams show i don't doubt it like just a terror on sight so I'm glad yeah. that she broke away. I from am this too. School. I don't wish that that type of it's it's terrible to have to live yes. in that kind of situation. If you ever want to know who a person really is, give them some money. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's I would bet I would I think it would be a safe bet to say that that's what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 you didn't do no work, uh, uh, sir. You ain't got up and went and. 
did no films. Then, then what no. did he do? Like all he I was know her is manager, he manager, her manager on paper. He was her manager on paper. That's all I know. That's about it. Him. You happen to be married to somebody who had a lot of grind because you can say what you want to about it, but she got it. Mm-hmm. It's something. It is something to me whenever I see a person of color who is not considered traditionally attractive mm-hmm. make it to those levels. Mm-hmm. And she she did. She did. So congratulations, you married in. the girl, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it he didn't do nothing, saying so he no. can go back to doing nothing. No, you gonna leave what you came with, baby. They say he did a lot of scamming. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? Like roughhousing people mm-hmm. to get the type of terms he wanted for Wendy. She was, but the. I mean, Wendy Williams is an institution. She was going to get there anyway. Yeah. It was going to happen. Yes. But yes. what you weren't going to do was keep on going out here spending her money. On the chick. On, on the this girl. Chick. Publicly. You ain't even, you just played her face in her face. In her face, girl. No, baby. I don't, You. that's not how this works. That's not wow. how this works. But I am glad that she broke free. I am too. And I know that you have a story about domestic violence yeah. that has happened. Would you mind? Sharing with the audience the short version. Go with the short version. I broke up with someone who had never been told no in their life. I didn't know that at the time. This was your boyfriend. This was my ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I did not know at the time that she had literally just never not gotten what she wanted. Okay. And uh, it was weird. She She used to pick fights, and she couldn't fight. And I never understood that. She picked physical fights. She picked physical fights, but she couldn't fight. And, you know, I like could. she wanted you to hit her. She wanted she to, to provoke She was you. trying to provoke me, and she would get her wish. And every time and I'd be like, why would you? Like, I'm going to defend myself regardless. Mm-hmm. So why why would you start it? But she would. And she, after so many times, we got into a physical altercation, and my son saw it. No. And my cousin. <laughs> My cousin came over to, because um, they would always keep my son with them. And he said, he came up there and said something to me. And he's like, Cam just act, just said, Mom hit, so, Mama hit so-and-so with the frying pan. Oh, my. And I was, it's funny now, it wasn't funny then. He was he was laughing. He was like, because he, he isolated that particular part of it. But I was like, okay, you know what? You hit her with the frying Tried pan. Tried to make her right side, her left side, I sure did. But that's okay. After that happened, I said, you know what? No, he was young. This this, this is not what, you know, I didn't grow up like that, and I didn't want him to grow up like that. So I said, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. And that's what we did. And we were actually on speaking terms after I moved. We were on, okay, when are you moving this, or when am I moving that, or I'm going to leave this there until this, and so on and so forth, because I was waiting on my place, my new place to be ready. So I was at my family house. I didn't take all of my things. I didn't take all of my son's things. And the day that I was moving into my new place, I dropped my son off at school. And, you know, you can't make a U-turn in front of school. You got to just make the loop and go on about your business. And the way you go out to go back where I was going was to pass the school, make a left turn. And driving that way, I would have driven past our street. And so that's what I always did every morning, made that left turn. I looked that way, and I saw some of my son's things, like, hanging out of the trash. And it was mm-hmm. trash day. It was on the curb. And I was like. You had your baby stuff out on the Right. Trash. So I'm like, okay, let me, maybe, you know, because we had had a, little, had a couple of words the night before at a, like, at a bar or something. No big deal. 
And so I went, I turned around and went to her. I said, let me see what I can salvage because I don't know what's going on in here. So I went in my house because it was still my house with my key. And I went in the front room where I had put up his stuff. And I guess she heard me come in. So she comes up there going off. And I'm at this point, it's comical to me because the physical part of it, we don't have to go through this. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to fight you. I'm over this. I'm going to get my baby stuff because clearly you and your feelings, you don't put, you know, a four-year-old or however old he was. You don't put his stuff in the trash can so you feel away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And she was like, I kill you. I kill you. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go. I was, I literally was just really nonchalant about it because I know I can take care of myself and I know I'm over this. I'm trying to see what my baby stuff is. And I did not realize at the time that she had picked up one of those, you know, those black steak knife things that everybody has in their house. She had grabbed one of those out of the holder and started, like, jabbing. And wow. I didn't realize, so I, I didn't realize she had anything in her hand. I was just, you know, oh, we want to fight, we're going to fight. So we did that. We kind of scuffled, and I finally got her hands over her head. And I was like, what are you doing? And when I, when I did that, you saw that knife. she dropped the knife. And when mm-hmm. I looked down and kicked the knife, I saw blood from the door to where I was standing, and something went pop. And I didn't know then, but I at after what they told me, that was I. No one could hear it but me because I heard it inside. It was my lung collapsing. It oh dropped. my god! So this side was like gushing blood, and my lung collapsed. So I couldn't stand up straight. And when you don't have both lungs, you can't take a regular full breath. So I was kind of doing this kind of stuff. Oh and my god! Yeah, I, I stumbled back to the window seat, and I was like, "I need help! I need help!" And she said, "You don't need help. You need me to stop the bleeding." And she went and got a towel and came back and pressed the towel on the blood. And I blacked out. Girl. And uh, when I woke up, she was on the phone. She had a uh, a bottle of 409 in her hand. She was spraying stuff. She didn't call the, the She was emergency. on the phone. She was on the phone okay. when, I, when I came to her. And I don't know how long I was out because it kind of plays weirdly. Mm-hmm. Still to this day in my head, but she had a bottle of 409 cleaner in her hand. And she was on her cell phone, and she was like, yeah, we need help at such and such address. My roommate tripped over the dog and stuck herself. Oh, that was her And story. I was like, because you, you don't have air, you don't have sound. You don't have, you know, you can't really make words. And I was just like, did I hear this? Am I tripping or whatever? So the paramedics came, and um, they were cutting me out my clothes on the left side because I was bleeding on my left side too but I was gushing from my right side and she was so sweet the lady paramedic was cutting me out my clothes it was two of them the one paramedic was over there talking to her and the lady was you know prepping me or whatever they do and she she leaned over and I guess she got blood on her but she was trying to get to this because this is where you know seemed like most of the blood was coming from and she stepped back and she was like wait how you stuck on two sides but you tripped over a dog and stuck yourself and I just all I kept doing was and she said did somebody do this to you and I nodded my head and mm-hmm. she said can you point and I pointed to her mm-hmm. and she told the other paramedic who I did not know at the time was my son's godmother's cousin we had just had a barbecue at his house like two days before and he he saw me he was mad that's why he was over there. I didn't know this at the time. But I pointed to her, and the lady said, call a unit. We have an assault. Mm. And I blacked out again. God. Yep. I woke up when they took me outside because it was 
it was March 2nd, it was freezing cold. It was weird March days in Memphis were still cold, and the cold air woke me up. And she told me to unlock my phone so she could call, you know, the last person I called. And when I woke up again, I was in the med. Mm-mm-mm. Did you lose a lot of blood? I had to have a transfusion. Mm. I had to have a chest tube, which was the absolute worst pain I have ever felt in my life. It's like mm. sandpaper between your lungs. Oh, my. And every time you try to breathe, it's like, because it's, it's, I don't know why they call it the chest tube. They put it in your back, but mm-hmm. I guess to get it where they need to. But every time I breathe, it's like grating. And when they took it out, hell, I almost wanted them just to leave it in. It was it was like fire, mm. just shooting. Because they, they go, one, two, three, okay, we're going to take it. And they snatch it. Mm. And, yeah, it was it was. It was that was bad. awful. Nikki. It was pretty bad. So you didn't even know you were sad. I didn't know until I. I don't know if it was the adrenaline of it mm. all or what. But when you know, I got her hands up over. Here, I was like, okay, what are you doing? Because I still had words. I remember that very clearly. I still had sound, mm-hmm. and her face was just like crazed, you know. And she dropped the knife, and I, you know, looked to kick it, and I saw the blood. And I guess that's when my brain went, okay, bitch. That's all we had left. Mm. And it just popped. So did she get charged? She got charged. Mm-hmm. Did she go to jail? She did a few days. That's it. That's it. That's all. If you don't die in Tennessee, Mississippi, or Alabama, then you are the problem. And that's what the district attorney oh, told me. Wow. wow. So they didn't go for attempted murder. They went for, because they didn't think they could get her on that. Mm-hmm. They went for... Attempted manslaughter, I think, with a domestic violence upcharge. Because mm. he felt like, he said, I want to go after her for what I know I can get her on. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's hard to get them on attempted murder when you live in Tennessee, Mississippi, or Alabama. That's I said, awful. Wow. Oh, so, my. Yeah. You survived that, I did. Though, girl. You, just, it, you can't kill me, apparently. No. I'm just going to be here. Oh, my, girl. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So... I hope, um, I mean, just you talking about that experience, because it, it sounded like you guys got into a little tiff a lot. It was. It was more. It was. It was too many times. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a whole bunch, but it was still too many times. Yeah. I should have left a long time before I did. Yes. Yeah. So you good now? I'm pretty good here. You good now? I feel like I won. You do. You still <laughs> here? Thank God. Yeah. Thank God you yeah. still here, girl. Now, somebody that's listening to this pod probably going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Just go. Yeah. Just and go. that's easier said than done. It is. It, it is. Because a lot of it is mental, too. Yeah. A lot of it is you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, You don't know what to do or what not to do. You know, I was in a situation where there were two people who were battling each other, not one person who was necessarily abusing the other and I know that makes a difference but um you know and anybody can people I say this a lot people personality you're born with your personality who you are is who you are you can evolve to a better version of that person but you'll never change mm-hmm. okay and if you if you if you take ownership of the fact that people grow they can grow into better or they can grow into worse and stop waiting on someone to change then you have a better idea. You kind of have a better idea of who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna not be 
you know, when they when people say they stop doing drugs, they always say, well, I'm still a drug addict, but yeah. I'm not a drug user. Yeah, because it's still in them. It's still in them. You still have that addictive personality. Okay, well, I am no longer a woman beater, but I have that potential. Mm-hmm. I have to quell that, and everybody can't. Mm-hmm. So what I don't want is people who like to fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got to fight outside the door. I don't come to my house and argue with you. We can disagree. Yeah. We grown. Keep your damn hands to yourself. For real. Keep your hands to yourself. Please. Because Space Girl around. is expanding, baby. Listen, I got things to do. She got time. things to do. <laughs> now, I'm not going back and forth with nobody. Look, don't do it. Don't do it. Because I, I got to see I got to see this growth, honey. I know. Like, I'm so excited. Talk to me <laughs> about where Face Girl brand is headed and more about your mentoring that you've been doing. The brand itself, um, I want to grow my collections. I want to grow my foundation line first because I already have it. I want to expand it, but I have to work on production because I do customized shades, and so it's labor-intensive. So the cost can only be what it is or more because I have to sit down, take a couple days, look at color theory, mix it up, shake it. So you're doing the production. Yeah, I do the production. Like I get the base shades and I make the color specifically to that person like every single time. So that's going to require me either some type of capital investment or me backing up and saying I can't mix them all by myself. And I've never really trained anybody to mix. I've trained on color theory, but I've never really trained anybody to mix. So that's what I'm working on now for the existing collection. I want to do some skincare and some add-ons. So I'm talking to an investor. You know, y'all say a prayer for your girl. Yes. That may be able to help me go ahead and get the initial startup for it. Because if I get the product, I'm going to sell it, period. And then I can take it from there. So... I'm working on skincare. I'm working on a brush line, but oh, a brush line. Yeah, but it's so much that crap often. out there. It's so much. <laughs> what with brushes? Yes. Do you think that's like one of the number one mistakes women have? Yes. They're using the wrong brushes. It's, it's application. It's not. Mm-hmm. Na- Most people know how to make themselves not look like a clown, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the tools to do it, mm-hmm. then you're never gonna get there. So I want a good quality brush line, and I'm. The more I dig through it, the more I'm starting to feel like I'm going to either have to spend a whole lot of money to start it or I'm going to have to spend a whole lot of money to make it. Mm. But I think it's worth it because I think people trust me that I'm not going to sell y'all no bullshit. That's why I don't have those lines now because I can slap face girl on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you could buy 35 pieces of anything and get started. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that. Do it the right yeah, way. Yeah, I want to do it the right way and I'm going to do it once mm-hmm. and know that this is how it's going to get done. So there's that. I'm still mentoring. I probably take on way too many mentees. How many do you have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's probably what, like ten of them right now. That's a lot. It's a lot. I, I, I'm trying to walk away from my high school girls mm-hmm. because I get too invested. Mm-hmm. Like prom last year, almost really almost killed me. Mm-hmm. It really almost yeah, took you, me out you the see game. What your son told you to go sit That's down. That's why somewhere. he said it. He was like, "I don't have to ever hear the word prom again in my life. Like this is too much. It was. I'm. You can't not have a prom. But now it's a me. whole production Ooh, with the proms too. It's like like a almost it's like a, a mini wedding. wedding. Yeah. It is, and I get it. Like because I have one. I have my <laughs> son and my goddaughter are good kids. Mm-hmm. I ask y'all for grades and conduct, and I'll take care of the rest. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. 
But damn. <laughs> we, we wasn't doing that at our prom. And we I had a 4.2 GPA. I, I was supposed to get whatever I wanted. But my, I got that dress and them shoes and that rental car and out the door. What they call it? A prom send-off. Prom send-off. And I, I get it. Some of these kids are absolutely deserving. That's what they want. It's still, it, it can, it's overwhelming. So I'm trying to. How many girls do you to. think you had around prom season? This year? Yeah. If I was running between nine and nine and twelve mm-hmm. every weekend, nine at nine at the low end, Girl. and that's including Friday, you know, Friday and Saturday. So between nine and twelve every weekend for five weekends. Mm-mm-mm. That was yeah. So, so you got to get your mentees right. I ha- I want I want them to not have to go through what I went through. Mm-hmm. There, there really wasn't a lane for a freelance makeup artist when I started doing this. I didn't know how to do you sole proprietorship or LLC. I didn't know, well, you know, take this out and give Uncle Sam his 10 right quick. If you get it wrong, he'll give it back. But if you don't send it, he's taking it all. Nobody okay. told me that. Yeah. I, I had no idea, you know, that I could hire my kids. Mm-hmm. I had, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that I could get these discounts at different places and cut my overhead, you know, because it's not how much money you make. It's how much money you keep. I didn't know that I didn't have to say yes to every volunteer opportunity or, you know, things like that. And people will use you when you let them. And I don't want Baby. I don't want them to go through that. Like, it took me probably the first four or five years to figure out that, in fact, a lot of people had me fucked up, mm-hmm. period. And I, if we can skip it, if somebody that I see talent and drive in can avoid that shit, I want to help. But you got to work. Like, you can't just sit on your hands and be a mentee. You cannot not present well and be a mentee. You are not going to be associated with my brand and be out here being a mess. Right. Face so, girl, baby. Face girl. That's that's that. <laughs> and what else? Products, mentoring. And I'm getting back into events. Mm-hmm. Um, events as in? Like, throwing events for other creators, putting them together, because I know how to do sponsorship decks and packages. I know how to get vendors and different things like that. So most recently, what really put me back in the game was Bluff City Hair Legends Cut okay. Party. And I hadn't done an event like that. How was it? I packed I remember it. we had some tickets uh, with the station. Out. Yeah. I sold it out, and I was shook. Like, we were turning people away. Mm-hmm. I, and that was the first event I'd done in years, so I was like, Okay, so even Curtis was like, I knew you still had it. We moving forward. I was like, okay. I, I couldn't believe I, I packed it. Like, I have a business partner that I work with, and even he was kind of like, okay, you, yeah, I want to make it where you can't do this for nobody else. <laughs> Sign this. <laughs> okay. Sign that, and then we can talk about it. So I definitely want to do more events for creatives for the girls doing lashes, these girls doing these frontals and bundles, and okay, how can we make that? How we how can we get you where you don't have to touch the product? Because yeah. that's the game. That's the game right there. Yeah. Let the money make itself. Yep. You get back. Mm-hmm. And I think events and branding are the way to go because everybody is a makeup artist. Everybody does hair. Everybody's a photographer. Everybody's a barber. Everybody <laughs> do nails. Everybody. So you have to separate yourself and you have to network with the right people. So that's what I'm doing right now. 
Wow, you are doing it, girl. I don't you think are I'm doing, doing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I be on the couch. I really do. But what you, but what you just stated is you got to be able to step back and yeah. let the money make itself. Yeah. That is the goal. Yeah, that's the big picture. I don't want to touch the product. I yes. can't. I can't do this for another twenty some odd years. I yeah. have no intention. This shoulder's not gonna hold up. Yes. And they need to know that. Like, it's, it's cute and it's Because the knees is gone Listen, already. I'm not finna stand up all day. It's not going to do. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. Wow. So I want to help people help themselves in that way. That's awesome, Nikki. I am proud of you, lady. You are out here really doing big things. Ooh, thank you. I got to check out this um your foundation like you i need should. to give me a customized shade you should i'm yes. telling you i will hook you up honey okay i'm ready i'm ready well thank you so much for coming thank by you the for pod. having me nikki chanel you were awesome oh. you were awesome y'all she tried to act out shy when she I stepped up in i'm not here. acting but i do not was, like cameras she was running that mouth <laughs> on that microphone <laughs> I, I talk all day face girl <laughs> we can do that Yes, thank you so much for coming by the Verbally Effective Podcast. And I wish you nothing but success.